0: Hello, lovely. I'm Maria.
1: And my name is Rory, and we are the hosts of the IELTS Speaking for Success podcast, the podcast that aims to help you improve your speaking skills as well as your listening skills along the way.
0: We started this podcast to give you a look at how an educated and experienced native speaker would answer some of the most common IELTS speaking questions. Rory, are you listening to me or what? Rory!
1: Oh, sorry, Maria. I was just um, checking my phone there.
0: What a coincidence on this podcast again. Today, we're going to be talking about how awful mobile phones are. Yes, dear listener, in speaking part three, they can ask you questions about mobile phones. Actually, they can ask you questions about mobile phones in speaking part one. But today, Rory is going to answer some questions from speaking part three.
1: I'm going to rant about mobile phones.
0: Rory. Do you think we should set up laws and regulations on the use of mobile phones?
1: Um, well, on the face of it, it seems like a good idea given the negative effects they sometimes have. Um, but I'm not sure it's something that you could legislate for very well, given how, well, they're pretty much endemic at this stage. So um, it's probably easier to work around the problem to try and solve it. Um, so with that in mind, it's maybe better that parents or people, uh, sorry, guardians are encouraged to take control of the situation and educate their kids about how to use mobile phones effectively.
0: Do you think children should have mobile phones?
1: Um, no, I'm not a parent, but when I am, I'm, I'm not going to let them. Um, I'm not going to let my children have mobile phones, at least not for the first few years of their lives. I think it's a real barrier to the enjoyment of being a child, um, and parents should be really careful about letting their kids use them. I think child locks um, and sort of other protective mechanisms like that are a great idea for. Um, young people in particular, just because it protects them from doing something stupid or um, ill-advised because young people don't know what they're doing on the internet or with mobile phones and they could get themselves into serious trouble. So it's important their parents um, educate them as much as possible about how to use them sensibly first.
0: In your opinion, at what age should we give a cell phone to a child?
1: Well, given how some people behave when they're using them, maybe no one should be allowed to have them ever. Um, but if if I think about it seriously, in general, probably like the mid to late teens when you start beginning to act like a responsible adult, um, but still with some supervision and education about how to use them properly. But I don't really agree with this idea of parents giving phones to children who are, um, who are five or six years old. I don't see the point in that. You have a mobile phone to get in touch with people, but... You... Who do you need to get in touch with when you're six years old? Your parents should be looking after you.
0: No, you need to browse the internet, you need to play games, come on.
1: You need to be enjoying your childhood outdoors.
0: Why do some people dislike using text messages?
1: Um... Well, I think for some people it's hard for them to articulate their thoughts in writing. So I think they opt for voice messages and calls instead, because that's easier for them. Um... It can be annoying sometimes because it's a lot more demanding on the time of the person who's getting the call or the voice message, but uh, you know, if you want to get your message across clearly and that's the priority, then maybe this is a good idea for them.
0: Why do some people prefer texting as compared to phone calls? Like we never never call each other, you know? We just text.
1: Well, I I suppose for the opposite reasons of what I just said. if we think about texting, it's it's easier to put a small text message together, it's shorter, it's usually self-contained, and people who you're sending texts to can control the intrusion into their life and time more easily. So I think it's probably better if you're someone who values your time and using it effectively. You know, there's usually no need to answer a text message immediately, whereas if it's a call, then you do need to answer immediately.
0: Do you think modern technology has any negative influence on communication?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, for example, like it removes body language and um, nuance from the equation. Um, in some ways, that can probably lead to confusion um, if you don't communicate very well. And then um, some people feel a lot freer to express their opinions and say things which they would never say in real life, which can be quite disappointing and hurtful, um, although I suppose since it's um, usually through technology, it's easier to get over than if someone was saying horrible things to you in person. Um, so with those two examples in mind, there are definitely some downsides to this for sure.
0: What do you think are some of the main differences between written communication and spoken communication?
1: Well. Probably no, definitely everything connected to conveying meaning through pronunciation um, and body language. Although we've like the advent of emojis is designed to help with this, um, so people can convey their emotions clearly. Um, but it's still there's still a bit of a barrier to overcome in that sense. Um, the structure of written and spoken communication is um, actually quite different. Um, now that I think about it, you for example, you repeat yourself more when you speak. Um, You use different expressions, some vocabulary is different, you use more slang and colloquial terms when you're speaking as opposed to when you're writing. Um, To be honest, people have probably written lots of books about the differences between these two things, Um, but I think those are the big things that come to mind when you ask this question to me.
0: Rory, what about the future of mobile phones? What will happen in the future? Will um, babies be using mobile phones, or they'll disappear like dinosaurs?
1: Well, well, I think we'll probably always need some kind of mobile communication device. Um, Whether it'll be a mobile phone that you can hold in your hand or not is probably not the case. I imagine, like, 50 years down the line, we'll probably have something different, maybe something that's even integrated with our bodies, to be honest. And there are um, lots of discussions around that. Um, I think it'd be quite cool, though. I mean, you could carry it around more effectively. But as long as you only get it at a responsible age where you know what you're doing with it.
0: Rory, thank you so much for your answers. No problem. First of all, let's clarify the difference between speaking part one, speaking part two and speaking part three questions. So what's the major difference between speaking part three and the other parts?
1: Well, speaking part one is about answering questions about topics which are sort of everyday and you can give answers which are personal to yourself. However, um, if we talk about um, speaking part three, um, the questions are designed to be more general and should be discussed in more general terms. You could give personal examples, but it's also uh, a good idea to refer to the world in general in speaking part three because it's supposed to be a discussion.
0: Absolutely. So speak more generally and... uh air out your opinion about other people, right? So, like, I reckon that most people blah, 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 but some people blah, 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 rather than, as for me, I enjoy ta, ta, ta. Yeah, because speaking part one is about you, speaking part two is about you, but speaking part three, as Rory has just said, it's uh, about more general topics.
1: I would point out, though, that one of the answers I gave, or a couple of them were couched in my personal opinion, but then I used my personal opinion as a starting point, and then... Mm -hmm branched out into more general topics. So I talked about my children, um, and I talked about my opinion about people, but then I said, and then we think about the world in general, for example. Yes. So you can start that way, but you should always try and keep it as broad as possible.
0: Rory, when you talked about mobile phones, you mentioned this phrase, on the face of it. On the face? Whose face? (laughs)
1: Um, It's just another way of saying when you think about something at first, although um, phrases like at first are a bit more mechanical when we talk about this. Um, So here on the face of it is, first of all, less common. It's more idiomatic, so it'll get you a higher score for your vocabulary. Um, And second of all, uh, sorry, third of all, it sounds more natural.
0: Give us an example.
1: Um, Yeah, on the face of it, um, everybody having a mobile phone seems like a good idea, but that's just at first, and then we think about it more clearly.
0: When I asked you about laws and regulations, you've used a verb, to legislate.
1: Yeah, to legislate is just like to make laws for something. Um, You usually legislate for, in favour of, or legislate against something. Um, But, you know, you can use just the words to legislate as well, um, meaning to create a law.
0: You've also said that mobile phones are now endemic.
1: Yeah. Um, if you don't have a very high opinion about mobile phones, then um, you can use this word. And if something is endemic, it means like it's just a bad thing that's always around. For example, um, if we talk about the common cold, the common cold is endemic because um, you it's like in every country and place in the world. So in the same way, mobile phones are like this. Um, it's not necess- It's not got a lot of negative um, connotations behind it.
0: Yes, they're everywhere. Mobile phones, they're endemic. They are. You've used a nice uh, phrasal verb to work around the problem. Uh, should work around the problem and try to solve it, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so if you work around a problem, then you don't try and fix it. There, the problem exists, but you create a situation where it's not important or it's not relevant anymore. So for example, um, if the Wi-Fi in my apartment doesn't work, then I work around the problem by using 4G and turning on the hotspot on my phone. So, I haven't fixed the Wi-Fi, I just created um, an alternative thing for me to use.
0: When we talk about children and mobile phones, we can say that we shouldn't or should let uh, our children use the phone, so let somebody use the phone. You've talked about child locks, what are they?
1: So child locks are, um, well, they're usually used on bottles of medicine to stop children from getting into them. But I think you can actually have them on computers as well to stop kids from getting access to various websites. And uh, you can have them on phones to stop them from doing something similar. Maybe they're not called child locks. Maybe they're called something else. But the idea is the same. It's something that stops a child from doing something um, reckless.
0: We should make sure that children use mobile phones sensibly, right? Yes. And when they are more responsible... When they start being responsible adults, they can use mobile phones. When did you start using a mobile phone, Rory? How old were you? Um, I think
1: I was 13 or 14. Although, again, what I needed a mobile phone for, who can say. Um, and they were very expensive back then as well. So, yeah, I, if I could do life again, I think I would wait a longer time to have a mobile phone and just relax a bit more and enjoy my childhood.
0: Rory, how old are you now? Um, old, older than I was. When's your birthday, Rory? What date? It's the date that I was born. Ah, oh, what's your mo- mobile phone number? <laughs> Tell the world we're gonna call oh, I'm you. definitely
1: not telling you that.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a three no's in a row, dear listeners. Oh. Okay, we keep going with mobile phones. When we talk about. Mm, texting so we can call each other or we can text right so to text is to write a text message so we can say also like texting is wildly popular right
1: yeah although voice messages are catching up whether or not that's a good thing i'll leave up to you to decide
0: and you said that uh it's easier to articulate your thoughts articulate yeah
1: Yeah, if you articulate a thought, then you state it clearly, um, and it's easy to under... Well, it should be easy to understand if it's well articulated. Um, So, if you articulate something, it's just like saying it.
0: You've also used a good phrase, get your message across. So, if you want to (laughs) get your message across, uh, texting is much easier, right?
1: I think so. At least it is for me. Um, Some people think that voice messages are easier. I disagree, but um, I can definitely see why people would think that.
0: We can say that uh, when you call somebody, it's a lot more demanding, right? So it demands a lot from you, so a lot more demanding than just writing a simple text. And a text message is self-contained. What do you mean here?
1: Well, you don't need to ask for any, well, ideally you don't need to ask for any follow-up information. If someone sends you a text message, then the purpose is clear, um, you don't, um, you're don't. you not in any doubts as to what the person means. Whereas if you're having a conversation, it's not self-contained. People usually ask follow-up questions, maybe something that they've said hasn't been immediately clear, this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and then you end up chatting to them for three hours.
1: I say this: you can have a, um, you can text. Um, you can have text that's not self-contained, and you have to discuss it in a bit more detail. But I think if the purpose of text is to be efficient and save time, then it should be self-contained.
0: When you are talking about the choice, you can say that some people opt for texting, other people opt for voice messages. Yeah.
1: So if you opt for something, it's like you've chosen it from a selection of options although again this is higher level vocabulary um, so it's better to say this instead of choose if you want a higher score for your vocabulary.
0: Band 9 score Yes. Rory you talked about uh, disadvantages of mobile phones. You said there are downsides to them, right?
1: Yeah, um, I could have said there are disadvantages but we already said that word so downsides is another way of talking about the negative side of things
0: the other nice one is the advent of emojis.
1: Yeah, um, so if, it's, if the advent of something is sort of, I suppose, the start of it really, um, and then rapid growth. So with the advent of emojis, is like um, with the creation or the, with the beginning of people using emojis, um, it's been easier to, for people to let other people know what they're thinking and the exact emotions behind what they say in text messages.
0: You talked about spoken communication, mm-hmm. and you said that we convey meaning through pronunciation and body language, so convey meaning.
1: Yeah, if you convey meaning, then it's just, um, well, how you transfer the meaning from inside your head to the other person. So, we don't say this, though, um, we don't transfer meaning, we convey meaning. Um, and we convey meaning through speech or through text, for example
0: while you spoke about the future you said that uh, mobile phones might be integrated in our bodies so we can also say that uh, some i don't know mobile phones will be implanted in our bodies some chips will be implanted actually they are already they have been implanted would you like um, like a mobile phone to be implanted in your neck for example or in your wrist
1: if i had full control over it and there was no chance of things going wrong then yes but if not then no
0: Rory would you like
1: to be a robot no definitely not I'll, I get more done but I like being a human being
0: hmm. thank you very much for listening that's all from us for today we hope that you've learned some new phrases and uh, noticed uh, the grammar structure Rory has just used Now you can listen to Rory's answers again and notice all the juicy, delicious vocabulary uh, for Band 9 score.
1: And we'll see you next time.
0: Bye. Bye. Rory, do you think we should set up laws and regulations on the use of mobile phones?
1: Um, Well, on the face of it, it seems like a good idea, given the negative effects they sometimes have. Um, But I'm not sure it's something that you could legislate for very well, given how, well, they're pretty much endemic at this stage. So um, it's probably easier to work around the problem to try and solve it. Um, So with that in mind, it's maybe better that parents or people, uh, sorry, guardians are encouraged to take control of the situation and educate their kids about how to use mobile phones effectively.
0: Do you think children should have mobile phones? Um no, I'm not a parent,
1: but when I am, I I'm, I'm not going to let them um, I'm not going to let my children have mobile phones, at least not for the first few years of their lives. I think it's a real barrier to the enjoyment of being a child, um, and parents should be really careful about letting their kids use them. I think child locks um, and sort of other protective mechanisms like that are a great idea for um, young people in particular, just because it protects them from doing something stupid or um, ill-advised. Because young people don't know what they're doing on the internet or with mobile phones, and they could get themselves into serious trouble. So. It's it's important their parents um, educate them as much as possible about how to use them sensibly first.
0: In your opinion, at what age should we give a cell phone to a child? Well, given how
1: some people behave when they're using them, maybe no one should be allowed to have them ever. Um, but if if I think about it seriously, in general, probably like the mid to late teens, when you start beginning to act like a responsible adult, um, but still with some supervision and education about how to use them properly. But I don't really agree with this idea of parents giving phones to children who are um, who are five or six years old. I don't see the point in that. You have a mobile phone to get in touch with people, but you who do you need to get in touch with when you're six years old? Your parents should be looking after you.
0: No, you need to browse the internet, you need to play games, come on.
1: You need to be enjoying your childhood outdoors.
0: Why do some people dislike using text messages?
1: Um, Well, I think for some people, it's hard for them to articulate their thoughts in writing. So I think they opt for voice messages and calls instead because that's easier for them. Um, It can be annoying sometimes because it's a lot more demanding on the time of the person who's getting the call or the voice message. But, uh, you know, if you want to get your message across clearly and that's the priority, then maybe this is a good idea for them
0: why do some people prefer texting as compared to phone calls? Like we never never call each other, you know, we just text.
1: Well, I I suppose for the opposite reasons of what I just said. Um, if we think about texting, it's, it's easier to put a small text message together. It's shorter. It's usually self-contained and people who you're sending texts to can control the intrusion into their life and time more easily. So I think it's, probably better if you're someone who values your time and using it effectively. You know, there's usually no need to answer a text message immediately, whereas if it's a call, then you do need to answer immediately.
0: Do you think modern technology has any negative influence on communication?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, for example, like it removes body language and um, nuance from the equation um, in some ways that can probably lead to confusion um, if you don't communicate very well. And then um, some people feel a lot freer to express their opinions and say things which they would never say in real life, which can be quite disappointing and hurtful. Um, Although, I suppose, since it's um, usually through technology, it's easier to get over than if someone was saying horrible things to you in person. Um, So with those two examples in mind, there are definitely some downsides to this for sure.
0: What do you think are some of the main differences between written communication and spoken communication?
1: Well, probably, no, definitely. Everything connected to conveying meaning through pronunciation um, and body language, although we've like the advent of emojis is designed to help with this, um, so people can convey their emotions clearly, um, but it's still there's still a bit of a barrier to overcome in that sense. Um, the structure of written and spoken communication is um, actually quite different um, now that I think about it. You, for example, you repeat yourself more when you speak. Um, you use different expressions. Some vocabulary is different. You use more slang and colloquial terms when you're speaking as opposed to when you're writing. Um, to be honest, people have probably written lots of books about the differences between these two things. Um, but I think those are the big things that come to mind when you ask this question to me.
0: Rory, what about the future of mobile phones? What will happen in the future? Will um, babies be using mobile phones or they'll disappear like dinosaurs?
1: Well, well, I think we'll probably always need some kind of mobile communication device. Um Whether it'll be a mobile phone that you can hold in your hand or not is probably not the case. I imagine like 50 years down the line we'll probably have something different, maybe something that's even integrated with our bodies to be honest, and there are um, lots of discussions around that. Um, I think it'd be quite cool though, I mean, you could carry it around more effectively, but as long as you only get it at a responsible age where you know what you're doing with it.